It's time for the Super Coach Professionals Roundtable Podcast. And here's your hosts, Paulie G, Ryan MS, Peter Hanscom, and Andrew Muldock Molinaroli. Yes, it is. And guess what, Supercoach Finals are upon us. Finally, the season is hitting the crux now, and I, for one, cannot wait. I'm Paulie G, of course, with us as always, Ryan MS. So welcome to the Supercoach Finals. We thought it would never come, but lo and behold, here it is. No, it's finally here. <laughs> a long, long season. It's still got a little while to go, but now, now it gets serious. It is the, the serious end of the year. Um, Peter Hanscom, of course, uh, joining us as well. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. Thanks, guys. And yeah, it's only the, the really serious ones that are the left now. If you've, you've been knocked out already, um, better luck next year. And hopefully you've, you've been learning a lot, lot along the way. You can still have a listen and, and learn a bit more from us as the, as the finals go on. Well, I'll tell you what, we'll be talking a lot about sort of um, finals head-to-head strategy um, a bit later on in the show. But some of the listeners are doing very well on the overall. There's still an outside chance who knows, have taken home the prize. So they'll be listening intently to our captain's choice, which we're going to do every week now until round 26. Um, and there's other other things there too for the overall players. But for the rest of us playing head-to-head and trying to win our leagues, we've got a lot of info on that as well. Um, we've also got Pat Lyons with us from Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care to discuss the uh, injuries from last week. How are you, Pat? Good, Paul. How are you, mate? Very good. Um, very happy. And another another win like Hardoval. A uh, bit of a, I guess, a, a tough ground for the Cowboys in the past and it proved that, that way again. So uh, we're all, oh, we're in the eight for a day. Yeah, was, yeah. Was, yeah. They're on the roll now, you know. It'll be five in a row. And... Jared Hayne coming back home. That'll be interesting next um, <laughs> next Saturday. Let's, let's get into the injuries. Um, again, not a lot to report, which obviously um, is good for... Owners, good for the, the players themselves and their teams. Look, Blake Austin um, hit to come off early um, in that game, that win against the Sharks for the Raiders um, with a shoulder injury. There's, he's been named. They're saying he, he should be okay. The quote was, I'm told it's a possible rotator cuff. Hopefully it's the sort of thing I can manage and get me through until the end of the season. Austin said it's the same shoulder I injured last year to different injuries, certainly not as serious um, they've got until Monday night. Sort of, uh, does it look like he's going to make you know make the field first of all, and then you know would he be able to sort of play through the pain? Uh, well, I think if they've if they've done if they've done scans and they if they've got scan results and they've they've named him, then I'll say the scan looks pretty good. So it's yeah. a matter of getting over the soreness. Um, not not really clear whether they actually revealed what the scan showed, but if they've done that and it's they've still named him, then I I'd, I'll be surprised if he's if he um, doesn't play. He's been good of late, and, I mean, he's not in your supercoach team, but, but most likely, but Joseph Lalua and Jordan Rapana would be, and they're the guys that play outside him, of course, and even Elliot Whitehead. So they, if you own those guys, you want a fit and healthy Blake Austin um, playing as well for the Raiders. Semi-Rad Radra, um, not named this week, although we may see him. Um, it's unlikely that anyone still owns, owns him, but of course there are those that sort of went hard on the trades earlier in this earlier in the year and couldn't afford to then uh, trade him out when he copped the injury. So I guess a bit surprising. Um, it, they were saying another couple, you know, until round 25. 
uh, now we're hearing, you know, grade two medial, um, he could be back even this week. That'd be, you know, a good two to three weeks earlier than expected. Is it, you know, is it even possible? And um, if so, you know, how likely is he able to play at his blockbusting best? Um, oh, look, I'd be surprised if he's at his best because it's, it's a, if it's a grade two medial ligament injury, that's significant. So to be back playing, he might get out there, strap it up and... It's surprisingly that they'd really get him out there, given there's not much for them to play for. But um, so if he's out there, I'd, I'd be surprised if he's moving the way he normally moves. It's going to be tough um, if you're relying on him for your Supercoach finals. I think um, Luke Brooks. Look, we did mention it last week. Of course, Pat uh, not with it's last week, so we want to just go through it um, again a little bit tonight. Um, a posterior cruciate ligament tear for Brooks. Originally saying three to five weeks. Now we're hearing he could be back as soon as next week. Um, again, I guess it's more if you own Moses, uh, more likely to desk and, You know, they're probably the two that you're relying on Brooks um, playing to help their numbers. Although we saw last week Tedesco went really well and Moses without him. Um, PCL tear. I know that sort of four weeks is, is more the usual, but with everything on the line for the Tigers, is there a chance he comes back sooner? Yeah, if they can get get it to the point where it's not too sore, it'd be more of a sort of a symptom thing. But the structure itself, if they strap it up and block extension, they can. It's pretty safe to play. But if it's um, it's really how 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 irritated and sore it still is. If they can control that, then he he, he can probably get out there and play. I guess you know he doesn't need to um, run at the line that much. He can sort of play more as a director role, which might sort of help. Um, you know, sort of favour the injury if he's playing with it. Um, yeah, true. Might have helped Moses too, just give him early ball and let him do his thing. So, yeah, he's been doing well, well enough with that in the last few weeks, that's for sure. And the team they beat, the Cowboys, not only going down um, on Sunday, but losing a couple of key players. Um, we've got a broken hand for Jake Granville. Not ideal when you're the dummy half, um, but they're saying that you know, after a couple of weeks off, he should be able to play through it. Um, what do you what do you make of that? Uh, well, if they if he's going to be um, only two weeks, it must be a fairly sort of insignificant fracture. I'm not sure which bone they're talking about, so um, it's a bit hard to say, mate. There's not much information to go on. Uh, so, if, what are they saying? Two weeks to be back? Two weeks? Do, yeah. So, that, oh, hearing a couple of reports. Um, but like you say, we're not getting a lot of info out of it, basically saying it's not a bad break. So um, I guess the concerns are if he is you know, trying to pass the ball out of there, maybe he's favouring it. They've got a pretty good backup in Cost Jason, although Ray Thompson's been named there. Um, it's hard. We've already said Cameron Smith is the guy to own, and I think if you've got two decent hookers, then maybe... Granville was just second, but I'd, I'd be very surprised if you're leaning on Granville for this month anyway. Um, and I think this diagnosis suggests um, fine, go and get Cameron Smith. <laughs> Another good game <laughs> last weekend. Ben Hannett, the other bloke there, the torn meniscus. Um, probably uh, they've got a pretty good backups there. The Cowboys probably won't affect things too much. Um, Pat, thank you very much. Of course, you can uh, go to Coogee Bay Health and Injury Care, www.coogeebay.physio, or call the Sydney number 029 665 
Uh, or you can visit our website, www.supercoachpros.com, to get 20% off your first visit. Uh, click on the link there. Go see him, not just sporting injuries, back, neck injuries. Uh, Pat, well worth a visit. He can help you out there. Mate, thanks so much. We'll talk to you again uh, next week. It's a pleasure, mate. No problems. See you, See you next time. Bye. And a little bit lucky, you know, touching wood regarding the injuries the last couple of weeks. Thurston coming back looked a bit below his best, but um, should be right now from, from the rest of the way in, you would hope, and, and a lot of those other key Supercoach players of your own after we've had so much drama, especially at the start of the year. Um, hopefully we can just keep them fit and healthy for a few more weeks. Let's look at the round 22 wrap now. Josh Hodgson leading the way. What a game he had for the Raiders. Uh, uh, Ryan, I put it up there with, with arguably one of the games of, of the year by any player. Absolutely. Um, just had a hand in pretty much everything. Uh, he basically wasn't going to be denied um, in that game. And look, it may have helped that there was no... Uh, the, the the opposite number was yeah, uh, was missing, but um, illness. Wow. Apparently, yeah. the man flu. I've heard man flu. <laughs> Shit struck. <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, did everything and more. And uh, if you can keep this going, then geez, if you've got him in your team, you're going to be pretty happy from here on out. Yeah, not a bad double if you own Cameron Smith and Josh Hodgson as your hookers. Nathan Cleary. Well, I'll tell you what. He looked outstanding. Admittedly, against the Roosters, have given up plenty of, of points um, over, over sort of the the year, the whole season, and it is, but still a very impressive 119 for him. Hodgson, of course, 126. Bryce Cartwright, 114. Now, Bryce's points were more at the back end of the game when this, the, the, the match was sewn up by Penrith. So that's an interesting one to note. Cleary really got them when the game was still in the balance. Um, but it doesn't really matter, supercoach-wise. Um, you've pretty much got to own Cartwright at the moment because of that ability to go a very large. Moses Embai was another one to go large, 102 points there for the Bulldogs. Tyrone Peachy, another Penrith player, 98. Ryan James, 94 for the Gold Coast. Boyd Cordner, 92 in that same game, Roosters v Panthers. And Sam Tyday, Pete, 91. He really led the way for Brisbane, and that was an interesting one, and a bit out of, a bit out of left field, playing on the left edge. Yeah, that's absolutely right. Uh, yeah, it was a it was a good night for the forwards down there. You know, uh, wet conditions. It was never going to be uh, a, a game for your outside backs, really. And uh, yeah, so I thought I was able to dominate there. He scored a good try, and uh, I think uh, Bennett might have uh, given a, a bit of a kick up the backside to some of the Broncos forwards uh, recently. They haven't really dominated, and um, yeah, so that was a. It was a good game for them all, and yeah, thought it was yeah was their best on the night. Um, another team that sort of played better than they have in recent weeks, of course, is South Sydney, almost getting the two points. Big upset it would have been against Melbourne, and Sam Burr just leading the way there with ninety points, deserved mention as well. We want to talk Supercoach finals now. The head-to-head strategies. Um, we've talked over the over the year a little bit about it. That this pointy end of the season, of course, a lot of the players you own are going to be similar to um, the opponents you're playing in these final series. So it's really about um, identifying those key one-on-one matchups. Maybe you've got a point of difference. Maybe the, the games, you know, the upgrades and the downgrades, some of your players are going to be looking at our website, our previews there at www.supercoachpros.com might help you. What we're reading out later today when we talk about upgrades and downgrades for players depending on their matchups 
two, they're going to be really important because it may come down to five, six, seven different players you have in your lineup to your opponent to getting you through to the next round. If you're in the top four, of course, getting that week off, all important. If you've got trades left, having a round off right now is critical because you can save those trades for an extra couple of weeks. Um, obviously, if you're between round, if you if you finish between fifth and eighth, well, there's no. Um, it's, it's all or nothing. So really, this is the, the key round. Everyone's playing, and, and you know, probably, the Ryan, the, the best week of the year, if, if, if you've made it this far, you know, because everyone is trying desperately to get that W. Absolutely. Um, it makes it uh, vital, especially um, now, uh, to have a look at your opposition uh, and, you know, play your matchups. Like, uh, be smart about it. Have a look at what they've got. Have a look at what you've got. And, um, you know, work out your best strategy. Yeah, and, and vice-captains, captaining, you know, those things are important. We're going to talk about best captain's choices shortly. Um, if you're looking like the matchup's going your way, maybe you're trying to balance someone. Maybe they're they're playing a guy like James Graham and he's on your bench. Maybe you, you look at saying, well, I've got a better chance, so I will play Graham this week. It's, it's a 50-50 call um, with him and another player. Um, you know, maybe the early games you're not as worried. You're looking to kind of match up with him down the road. Maybe Ben Barber, who you know was a bit down last week. Um, maybe you're wondering about him. Cameron Munster, you know, had a good good enough round last week, but not a good matchup this week. There's some guys there that you're starting to look at and sort of say, okay, he's got the biggest upside, but do I just want to be a bit more conservative and make sure I get through to the next round or get that week off? And that's where you're going to start playing some key games. And it may cost you a little bit in overall. So if you're playing overall, you probably want to stay away from that approach. You want to keep going with your, with your guns, keep going with what you think will be the best score. But um, head-to-head strategy, it is a little bit different. You may suffer a little bit overall in your points, but if you can play those matchups, you can get away, potentially get away with, with a win, even when, you know... Some of your better players ended up on your bench. Um, let's talk a bit more vice-captain, captain loophole as well because there's a couple of games this round where we're seeing matchups. I think we're going to talk about it later in the in the tweets and also the round 23 preview, but Penrith Knights is an obvious one. There's only two games after that. The Cowboys um, is one of them against the Roosters, so then you're looking at some of the players out of that game and then the really tough one, Storm Raiders, on the Monday night. So... That's going to be an interesting choice as well if you're going to utilise the vice-captain loophole this week. Very interesting how many players are left on your bench in regards to the vice-captain loophole. If you've only got a couple of players left on your bench that are actually playing, then you're in a good position to utilise it because getting the lowest score from your um, from your substitutes is actually still going to probably be a pretty decent score. If you've still got a few trades, if you've still been churning through them at this time of year, then maybe that's a tougher option for you. Uh, let's look at the captain choice now. And interestingly enough and, and expected, you know, the guys from that Panthers team are expected to go the best. Josh Mansour is going to be a great option for your vice-captain loophole with 117 points predicted from Bryce Cartwright, 110. Then we've got the Bulldogs. A riskier choice, Moses Mbai with 95. But he um, showed some glimpses against uh, the Knights last week and again against Manly. Decent enough matchup. Um, Nathan Cleary, another one right up there. Um, probably not as likely to make him a captain, but Trent Merrin with 81 would be quite good. And another VC option is Brett Morris with 77 from Andrew Fafita as well. 
And I guess, um, Pete, when you're looking for feeder or gallon, gallons, um, for feeder 77, gallon 76, and then Sean Johnson as well, 76, they're guys more safer options to go straight for the captain. Yeah, absolutely. The, those three have been uh, very consistent all season. Um, we had the discussion a couple of weeks ago with Fafita versus Gallon, and it was pretty much a split uh, a split opinion on that one, I think. And yeah. yeah, Johnson, I'm still waiting for him to to really hit top gear, and I think it, it might happen this weekend. He, he uh, looked good against the Titans. Yeah, those three, yeah, definitely. He looked really good against the Titans, but he's got another gear yeah. again. Yeah. You know he does. Um, Ryan James also in there, Boyd Cordner, James Tedesco. There are other big-name players that should do well for you this week. This is the Supercatch Professionals Roundtable podcast. You can find us every week on iTunes. Subscribe to us there or on our website, www.supercoachpros.com. Find our game recaps there as well as, of course, they're already up for last round, plus the previews coming very, very soon for you, which will help you with those selections this week along with this information. And Twitter, you've got to follow us on Twitter, at SuperCoachPros. Of course, that's where you'll get the up-to-date information, including um, last minute or, or one hour before kickoff, those team changes, and who we think is the, is the players are the players most likely um, for each game as well. Let's move on to the price predictors now, and probably not playing this game as much anymore, but if you're owning guys like Moses Embai, um, and Nathan Cleary, they're expected to continue to rise. So if you're thinking about starting to move on from them, you might want to wait another week if you can. Bryce Cartwright's going up for you, but you're not getting rid of him anyway. Same with Josh Hodgson at this point. Jordan Rapana's certainly bouncing back well. So if you're thinking about picking him up um, with one of your final trades, then do that this week because he should continue to rise. And Boyd Court is the other one, playing very well at the moment. And for a cheapie that could be a difference maker... Um, Ryan, Tumalala Lolohi predicted to go up 24000 um, but very affordable at the moment at just over 260000 If If you've only got one trade left and you don't have the, the money to really make it a big one, it could be, could be an option, couldn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, playing quite well. As you said, good matchup this week, um, in my opinion, uh, against the Rabbits, who I'm sure will um, be a little bit... Um, a little bit, uh, I guess, not as motivated this week um, due to last week's, you know, in the way they lost um, after putting in so much effort. So there's that as well as uh, what the Warriors have coming up. They've got a decent draw. Uh, and at that price, I think if you need a player like that, now's the time to pounce. Interesting when we look at the losses now. Um, a guy we talked about a lot last week, Ben Barber, he's going backwards. So if you're trading him out, you've got to do it now. If you're thinking he's going to be the last guy I want to bring in, maybe you hold off another week. If you're playing head-to-head and you're in the top four, you may as well wait another week because he's likely to come down 30 grand. Um, Cameron Munster, similar story, likely to come down 30 grand with a pretty tough matchup against the Raiders. So if you're sort of eyeing him off with one of your last couple of trades you might say, well, maybe I can get by without him for one more week and I get him a bit cheaper next week or the week after and maybe I can do something else with my other trade that otherwise I wouldn't have been able to do. So there's a couple of interesting tidbits there. But at this stage of the game, most of the guys that you own, you're going through with. So those price gains and losses aren't as critical. Let's move on to the Round 22 preview now. And um, the Bulldogs v. the Eagles... 
Lloyd Perrett, Kerrod Holland added to an extended bench for the Bulldogs. The Seagulls have uh, Jamie Lyon back at 5'8", which is a good sign for them. Dylan Walker goes to the centres. Lewis Brown to the bench. Nathan Green also dropped to the bench because Marty DePau is going to play on the left edge. And Aiden Fenua-Blake, the impressive Aiden Fenua-Blake, will start at prop and be a good daily league option there. Moses Embi's best here, as we mentioned in those um, captain's roundup. Could do very, very well again. Brett Morris, Hopawadi, get up ticks. James Graham should reach his par. Not easy game for Manly, only to power getting the upgrade. Jake and Tom Trebovich should be okay, but we saw from last week Tom going way below what we would have hoped. Ryan, if, uh, even though the Bulldogs have been below form, they've got the they've got the upgrades. Um, but then again, Manly, they've got to win this to stay in contention, at least mathematically. So maybe there's a bit of a risk there or lack of trust on your Dogs players, even with the favourable matchup. Yeah, look, um, dogs are a little bit hard to gauge at the moment. Um, they had a, they have um, these moments in games where they totally dominate for 15 minutes and then have the opposite where they just get absolutely blown off the park for 15 minutes. It doesn't matter who they're playing. <laughs> um, it's very hard to pick. Uh, Manly, on the other hand, look, they're... Uh, you know, yeah, mathematically still in there, but they're relying on other results now. Uh, yeah, Jamie Lyon's back, so that might help them. I think I think guys like um, both the Trubovich brothers for Manly, I, I think they're your kind of go-to Tom, for the moment. Tom's got to have a big game, I think. If they're going to win oh, this and, and try to somehow get back in... And, and look, like you said, they're, they're going to be relying on a lot of results, but a lot of the teams above them play each other. So maybe there's an outside chance if they can string two wins together. You know, they could be back in, in the hunt. They'd be thinking that. And then it's on Tommy T. So I think you're probably not giving up on him if you went out and bought him a few weeks ago. You're hoping that he finds a way to, to get it done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and just quickly on the dogs, um, Tolman and Graham, I think, they're um, pretty solid choices. They only uh, they both only played about 58 minutes last week. I don't think that's going to happen again for the rest of the year. No. Um, I think they've got to play much bigger minutes um, going forward. So I think they're um, pretty safe, solid plays. They've been good this year with the, la- the down and losing a couple of interchanges. They're two players, super coach wise, who have. Um, received an overall upgrade because of it. Uh, the Broncos v the Eels, the Brisbane of the same 17, while Parramatta have Penny Terrapo in for the injured Bo Scott, David Gow in the new bench player. Uh, Milford again the uptick, but say so risky. He has not come through for you, and you've probably, um, well, it's too hard even to move on for him at his low, low price. Um, but anyway, Corey Parker, Josh Maguire, Matt Gillette, the safer options there, and Manu Ma'u potentially from Kenny Edwards, but only if he got the minutes. Those two guys are probably only daily league options now. Pete, I know that you know you would have watched last Thursday's encounter closely. That was a bit of a stay-away game, super coach-wise. Maybe the same here. Do you even go to dropping Milford from your 17, even though he's still in your 25? I think that's the way to go. Um, like at the beginning of the year, uh, Milford was looking absolutely dynamic, and so were the Broncos. And then Milford's former and Ben Hunt, so face it dropped right off. There were glimpses of it last Thursday night in unsuitable conditions for him. And you mentioned he's he's got a good matchup against um, the Eels this week. But I certainly wouldn't trust him. I don't think you could you could have him, unfortunately. Um, you said you're more reliable options there, like 
Um, as you mentioned before about Matt Gillett, won an outstanding return last week. Corey yeah. Parker, as usual. Um, Evan McCulloch played full 80 minutes last week for the first time in a while. So, But, uh, yeah, I think that uh, Gillett and Parker would be your ways to go for, for Brisbane there. Let's look at the Tigers and the Titans. Still no Luke, Luke Brooks um, for West, as we mentioned earlier in the show. For Gold Coast, that man, Jared Hayne, has been named at 5'8", so Cameron Cullen goes to the bench. Um, Ryan Simpkins and Jake uh, Nathan Friend, I should say, named as 18th and 19th men. A nice uptick for James Tedesco. Fullbacks um, have been good against the Titans over the last couple of years. Um, so that's a good sign for him who hit form again last week. David Nofaluma and Kevin Naguama, also good. Ryan James could do very well here for the Gold Coast. Ash Taylor, another interesting choice from Zeb Taya and Nathan Peets. Ryan, the loser of this game, will probably be eliminated from um, the NRL. So I guess it's all on the line. Um, maybe some very high supercoach outputs coming through here. Yeah, look, I think that's probably going to be the case. And to be honest, you, you want to target your, um, your guns in either side. Um, so obviously Tedesco's there. Um, perhaps Nofaluma. Um, he's been going quite well in the past couple of weeks. Uh, Mitch Moses will be the will be the playmaker, so he will get a lot of ball. Um, and if he shows the same kind of form, then he may put on some points as well. Um, for the uh, Gold Coast, obviously you mentioned Ryan James before. Um, I, I think their back row looks um, pretty good. Um, Supercoach wise, with uh, Taya McQueen and Bird, they're all going to um, do some do some damage. I think. No, no uh, one in the in the NRL or Supercoach world has talked up Chris McQueen this year. But for mine, he's in the contention as one of the buyers of the year. He's been outstanding for Gold Coast. Yeah, he has. He, yeah, not necessarily gets the uh, as you say gets talked about, but um, he's there and he uh, he puts in every week. So how he lost his spot, Naden Guerra kept his, which we're going to talk about a bit later. Um, there's a bit of news about the team lists and Guerra, but for Queensland, that's beyond me. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's Queensland. But, uh, yeah. Look, as I said, look at the other guy who I think from the Gold Coast who might be able to do some um, good for them would be uh, Conrad Harrell. Um, just depending on how the uh, Tigers' defence is, Last week it was very good on the edges. Mm. Um, just no tends Luke, to come and go. No so. Luke Brooks, so maybe it's easy, maybe there's more chance of the Tigers being a bit stouter defensively. Well, because that's, that, <laughs> that's that running at him it. and Tim Simona, <laughs> we saw what the Raiders outside or the right edge did. Harrell could could do more, you know. But if it's Little John, maybe he's able to hold him out a bit more. But I think you're right. I mean, that's a target, isn't it, Harrell? And if you've picked him up when he was cheap a couple of weeks ago. You're definitely playing him this week. Absolutely. Warriors, Rabbitohs, um, the same 17 for both sides here. Again, Sean Johnson, as we've already talked about on the show. Simon Mannering's coming back. I know we had the discussion between him and Bodine Thompson um, last week. Thompson outpointed him, but I think only by a point or two. Mannering definitely back here. And speaking of Bodine Thompson, he gets a down tick, but still can be trusted. He's playing at a high level, and so is the man inside him, Sean Johnson. Um, Sam Burgess was excellent last week, so he can uh, we can double down on him. Adam Reynolds, John Sutton, also interesting choices. Um, Pete, this was a fine performance by Souths last Saturday. They were unlucky not to get the two points. Can they back up over the Tasman 
or will they drop off again and the Warriors rack up a score and Supercoach points to boot? It's, uh, yeah, it's a very interesting one. Like, oh, like I'm no bunny supporter, as the listeners know, but he, they, they were so unlucky last Saturday night. I, I'm still trying to work out that obstruction called the end of the game. But fair <laughs> as it may, they, they all played very well. Um, the players I'll be looking at here still, I think they'll, they'll still pre- uh, present a decent challenge to the Warriors. Uh, blokes like um, Cody Walker, see where he bobs up in the back line. I've been impressed with this young guy this year. Um, Inglis uh, played well last week. It's his first game back after suspension. So look at him and maybe um, uh, Joe Burgess, perhaps in your in your daily leagues. Um, Heimel Hunt was, was in, uh, reasonably impressive coming back also. But uh, but for the Warriors, I think that this team has been flying under the radar a bit lately. They've had three or four games uh, they lost in Golden Point and some other close wins and went up there and beat the the Hain hype on the Golden <laughs> Coast. So. It was impressive. Um, Sean Johnson, we've talked to him up over and over again. Lola here. Uh, Solomon Catter has, has been uh, very good for them all. Also, Batavai's been a little bit in and out with injury, but, yeah, he'd be certainly someone you'd look after your daily leagues. I'd expect the Warriors to get up and you dominate with your, your Warriors players mentioned there. Could be a good one, um, indeed. For daily leagues, Dragons v the Sharks. Josh Dugan returning for Adam Quinlan. Joel Thompson, Tyson Frizzell in for Will Matthews and Tyrone McCarthy. Matthews does get a spot on the bench, however, with Luciano Lelua, 18th man. For the Sharks, Michael Ennis returning from that uh, illness. Matt Mikkelrick is out. Takatizi's also out injured. So Joseph Paulo comes back, as does Ricky Latelli with no Fa'umano Brown. Um, Andrew Fafita and Paul Gallen again. The best here from Wade Graham. Ben Barber is riskier. Um, although Sasai Feki could surprise. Um, we've had left wingers do very well against the Dragons most of the year. Um, Jack DeBellin, probably the only one worth trusting from St. George Illawarra. Pete, I'll stay with you. Saints have been better the last two weeks, but it seems like it's going to be hard to trust any of their players, maybe just the Cronulla obvious options. Yeah, well, you certainly wouldn't be looking for them in your no leagues for try scorers, that's for sure. But... Um, <laughs> Their attack has been poor this year, as, as regularly noted. Um, certainly, though, I've, I've been have been impressed with uh, Kurt Mance. He's come back to, to first grade. Um, he scored um, a try in, I think, just about every game he's played for the Dragons the last four weeks. So, um, as unlucky not to, apart from last week where he was very unlucky not to score against the Broncos. So he'd be one certainly for your daily leagues you'd be looking at. Uh, young Milne has, has been has been um, a bit of a breath of fresh air there as well, and Mike Cooper, as, as per usual, has tried his guts out. Um, on the other side of things for Cronulla, yeah, as you mentioned, Ben Barber, Becky, uh, Valentine Holmes. Uh, it's going to be a good good day actually. Cogra, the the crowd will be in, and so there'll be some, um, you know, there'll be good crowd there, great atmosphere. So those players, I'm sure that I mentioned there, particularly I'll be looking at Valentine Holmes. I think will be uh, in for a good one, there's your man mentioned for feet or also. It's a local derby, so there is some risk involved with some of these players because you just never know what you're going to get um, when these two teams meet each other. The Knights and the Panthers now. Jacob Safidi in for the injured Jeremy Smith. Mitch Barnett returns from suspension, so Paulie Paulie back to the bench. Tyler Randell starting with uh, Chris Adams to the bench. No Danny Levi. Uh, Nathan Ross is also in doubt, so just note Pat Mataudia might come in for them. For him, he's been named 18th man. And Penrith have named the same 17 
as they, as played last night. There's still a chance Tim Maria Martin will come in there, um, but obviously after the big win, less likely. Barnett, the only one worth playing for the for the Knights. Um, meanwhile, for Penrith, we already talked about it. Mansell gets the massive upgrade. Maybe a vice-captain special with the VC loophole. Cart, Cartwright, Cleary, Merrin, Moyle and Peachy, they're all starting for you at the least. Uh, Ryan Penrith have that giant upside in this one. Do you captain one of their studs or do you try that vice-captain loophole we, we just mentioned? Yeah, I mean, can you do both? <laughs> if only. <laughs> That's how many <laughs> options there are in the Panthers team um, this week for, uh, you know, putting the, putting the, the C by their name. Uh Look, the Knights um, are not worth looking at um, super coach wise so this game's all about um, Penrith. Uh, look, the guys who I think could do some uh, real damage is Bryce Cartwright and Nathan Cleary. Uh, a lot of that, a lot of it's going to come from those guys. And you saw um, as of uh, last night, Nathan. Cleary can certainly put on the super coach points, yeah. and I think that he's in some pretty good form, and perhaps he could be an option. Obviously, you have Matt Moylan in the back, although he um, suffered blurred vision last night, so he might be touch and go. They've got um, a ready-made replacement, do they? I mean, Zach Hardick is waiting for his opportunity, so maybe Moylan misses out this one. Exactly right, um, and obviously Josh Mansell, as you mentioned, he didn't didn't quite get to the um, score he was uh, scheduled to go at. Um, last week, but this week he could well do so. Roosters v the Cowboys. Mitch Pearce back. Uh, that's a big in for them. Ryan Madison will go back to the bench for Grant Garvey, Craig Garvey's brother, um, who debuted last night. Jared Maria Hargroves is also back for Isaac Liu, who surprisingly, perhaps, perhaps not if you look at the form, but Aidan Guerra has been knocked back to 18th man now as Liu takes his spot on the bench. Um, the Cowboys, Jake Granville and Ben Hannan, Hannan out injured, as we mentioned before. Ray Thompson has been named ahead of Rory Jason at hooker. Um, I'd be shocked if Thompson starts. I'm thinking maybe Jason just likes the number 14. Um, but he's going to start for sure, I'd say. Kyle Felt also returns on the wing. Patrick Kafusi's the new bench man, although Cohen Hurst and Jarvid Bowen, who felt replaced, have been named 18th and 19th men, respectively. So perhaps... There will still be a change there. Look, Boyd Corden is still a must-start, despite his team uh, being somewhat unreliable. He's been outstanding since coming back from that pec injury. Jake Friend has a nice matchup, so he could probably be played here. Um, for the Cowboys, it's Michael Morgan and Jason Tamalolo who are best. J- Jonathan Thurston getting a downgrade. He was below his best last week. We'd expect him to bounce back. But, Pete, it's going to be hard to say here. I mean, JT is, is a bit of a risk. Yeah, you wouldn't have expected to say that just a few weeks ago, but maybe with injuries, just maybe knock his confidence a little bit. Um, or maybe the Tide running around with a big number 19 on his back last week. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, the Tigers just, um, they targeted him, not nastily, uh, not illegally in any way, shape or form, but just um, it was a great game plan. And they he had probably the worst game I've seen him have for a long, long time. Yeah. But he's a champion, having said that. Uh, but he's missing Granville, and Granville is a missing is a big part of this Cowboys team now. He might be a bit of a risk uh, this week. Uh, the Roosters, you know, didn't play to their best the other night, but Mitchell Pearce back, as you said, will make a massive difference. It, first, and he's definitely a risk uh, for this game, that's for sure. 
The way the Roosters have been playing uh, any given week, they might lose by a bit or they could cause some trouble and cause some upsets still. So right. this, this game is not a gimme, that is for sure. Um, the Raiders yeah. the Raiders and the Storm, the Monday night game is the game of the round. Uh, oh, it, it just baffles me why they wait all year to um, not give us these games until later and then we end up with all these great games that aren't on the, the so-called prime times. Not that I, I'm personally complaining, but it um, does seem odd. Uh, this is clearly the, the match of the round. Leilua Croker are best for the Raiders. I should mention both teams, 1-17 to 17 from last week. Look, everyone does receive a downgrade for Canberra. Elliot Whitehead, Josh Papali, Josh Hodgson should still be played. They've been doing very well for you all year, but obviously temper your expectations. Jesse Bromwich is best here for Melbourne. Cameron Smith, another one to get a down tick. Kevin Proctor, again, could do very well. We've been keen on him the last month, and he certainly lived up to those expectations. Tahu Harris is riskier. Um, as is Cameron Munster, as you can see uh, how Ben Barber went last week. That's the danger and all the floor for Munster this week. Ryan, this is not the matchup we wanted for week one of our Supercoach finals, considering how many uh, Supercoach teams are loaded with players from these sides. What can you do? Something um, controversial. Bench Munster or just try to see it through. Well, look, there's your, you've got your options. You can go, okay, well, look. You know, uh, like Munster, for example, you know, he doesn't have a great matchup. He might, do if you have a better option, do you play him? Or do you just go, look, I'm just going to nullify my opposition by playing every Raider or every Storm player that I have because I know that they'll do that anyway. And then, you know, try to use your other players. Um, or, as you said, do you, do you, uh, you know, Show some balls and make a big call. Uh, first week of the finals and uh, drop, you know, one of the players that's going so well from either of these sides. But as they come up against each other, they kind of nullify each other. So it's a very difficult choice. Cent- and I don't Cent- on wingers. We've seen some such horrifically low scores over the past, you know, most of the year, but especially this last month from these guys that otherwise can go three figures. So you've really got to play the matchups. And these are two teams where you've loaded in the centre and winger position for that high upside, but this game is not as existent. Luckily, Croker, Lalia, Rapana should still do all right. We know Melbourne have been a little bit leaky. They don't have that same outside defence as they've had in years gone by. Um, so at least those guys should be safe. But it's really Cameron Munster that we're seeing this massive sort of red flag. Yep. Let's look at the tweets now, and we'll start with Ben at Gold Coast, Ben06. Munster or Mansoor? Who will go bigger in the last three weeks? I guess three, four weeks. We'll do the last four. And we just mentioned about Munster, only 57 this round. You know, um, still a decent score, but certainly a lot lower than his best. But then back up to 89 in round 24 um, when the Storm played the Seagulls. Then the Broncos and the Sharks to finish. That's not. Um, so easy for, for him or Melbourne. So 59 and 63. Josh Mansour, on the other hand, listen to this for Penrith. They've got the Knights, Tigers, Titans and Seagulls and therefore 113, 78, 57 and 70. Good matchups all round. So um, Mansour, Pete, I guess riskier than Cameron Munster, Munster, but he does have that upside. Absolutely. No, I think the, it's interesting looking at the predictor and how good 
is it to have that uh, facility when we get good questions like that? Um, yeah, definitely. I think uh, based on what the predictor says, and I agree, I think I'd be going with Mansour. Um, he's come come on really strongly after his state of origin. Um, as you said, didn't score quite as well as we thought he might the other night against the Roosters, but he's got the great matchup this week and the better matchups, as you said, than Munster uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, and Munster had his injury where he's out longer than we thought. Um, I would be going with Josh Mansour. Yeah, I, I have to agree at this at this point what we know, and it is riskier, but I think, you know, uh, I think Ryan said, you know, do you play with, you know, <laughs> get the courage. <laughs> um, and Mansell is definitely that. Let's look at uh, Greg G at Garner G1976's question now. Is Harris a must in your final team? Ryan, I'll throw it to you, but first I'll give you this bit of tidbit of information. The Storm, obviously, as I said, playing Raiders, Seagulls, Broncos, Sharks, and he's predict the points 67 74 70 and 52 um being that he's a dual position player i'm going to say yes because they're solid numbers but it mm. gives you that option to uh, possibly bring in someone else and um move him to a different position higher floor and when you've got four center and wingers we just talked about them they're all very risky if you can play one or two that you know well they should at least hit 50 and the other two are my really high-ceiling guys, you're going to get a pretty good score out of the four of them. Not as good if you have a guy, you know, like a Jordan Rapana gets over 100, but then Brett Morris gets 20. Kind yeah. of evens it back out. So you, you, what you want is Harris and maybe another guy like an Isaiah Yeo, and then two, your best two matchups of your centre and wingers for any given week, potentially really lifting it for you in that position. So Harris is a must. Uh, if you've only got one trade left, it's not the round to bring him in, really, but he might might force your hand. But certainly, before you've got zero trades, I think you've got to find a spot for him, um, even though those matchups aren't the best, Melbourne. You know, not the best matchups. Uh, heading home, Dom C asks at Dom C seventy three. The Panthers play the Knights, which we've talked about already. Should the C go on a Panthers this week? Even someone like Cleary, Ryan, you had your say, so let's throw it to Pete uh, now. Um, Panthers, it is the obvious one for for captaincy, but is Cleary the guy to go with, or any you know any player that, that you note in particular? I yeah, that's a good question because I was thinking about that earlier in the show when we were talking about captains and so on and. You can't be more impressed than with Nathan Cleary. Like this kid scored over 100, as we said last week, against the Roosters. He's got a good matchup this week. Why wouldn't you put the survey against him? And I agree with Ryan. Um, if you if you want to show a bit of show a bit of guts um, and go for someone like that, because we said we said earlier that um, that Thurston, say for example, someone like Thurston by comparison is a little bit risky this week. Then I think Cleary is a is a must. I think he's. I think he's a one. I think he's. It's a, a great one to have as a captain. Yeah. The only downside to Cleary, of obviously, is his age and inexperience. So there's that. The risk factors there that we don't have as much. Um, you know, information on him. You know, as some of the others. The sample size is smaller. But what we see with oh, our cool. eyes, we love. We, I mean, he's, yeah. he's. He could be a superstar. We've seen. We said it when he was playing under twenties, and, and you know, lots of astute judges have said much along the same lines. So. He's got the pedigree. His dad was a very good footballer. Yeah. 
And finally, Dale at Dale the Ninja asks, it's not really a question, but uh, how about running a Supercoach Pros $50 cash league next year would be great, Ben, and we're already talking to Fed Sports about the potential of that or getting someone along out there to facilitate. So if you're listening to this show and you want to get involved in that, direct message us, us on Twitter or, or write to us on Facebook at Supercoach Pros. I think it's a great idea. Ryan, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm in. Uh, All right. Um, Next year. Next year it is. But uh, before next year, we've still got four big weeks, of course, of uh, footy to get through. Got the regular finals to be decided. um, And, of course, Supercoach finals starting this weekend. Cannot wait. Pete, thanks so much for your assistance uh, this week. Always great, guys. That's great. Talk to you next week. And, Ryan, thank you as well. Yeah, no worries. See you next week. Hopefully, um, I know we mentioned it last week, Andrew Muldock, Mullen O'Reilly, not able to, to come with us last, uh, come and join the show this week at the last minute. So hopefully, fingers crossed, back next week. But, of course, we will be back, rain, hail or shine, next Tuesday. Hopefully, you're still in the hunt for your Supercoach finals. Good luck this weekend. I am Paulie G. Bye for now.